How to Create a Glitch, Monologues, Season 3, Chapter 2. This is the second episode of Season 3 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix, Monologues. In this episode 1 I'm going to be directly answering a problematic question which arises out of these podcasts. That question is, if glitches happen on a regular basis, why do we fail to perceive them? In order to answer this question, I will have to return to Season 2 Episode 5 and Season 2 Episode 3. But most of the content of this episode will be new. This episode begins with the understanding that where our attention is fixed at any given moment is conditioned by the tension in our bodies, and directed to the specific location which we are observing at that moment by the system. Essentially, what I am attempting to explain is that, when we are around other people, our attention is passed, or drawn, according to a particular pathway through the system. How does this work? If we return to the subject matter of Season 2 Chapter 5, I explained how two individuals, the tonic and the dominant, will form a bond such that the tonic maintains a low level of social tension and the dominant exhibits postural releases interspersed by mirroring of the tonic. I explained how the attention of the dominant is fixed on themselves relative to the tonic. I explained how the attention of the tonic is fixed on the environment and the dominant. What I failed to explain is the impact of this coupling on attention. This coupling conditions the attention of the tonic to the dominant's unconscious attention. In other words, every time the dominant exhibits a postural release, it passes the attention of the tonic to the background. And every time the dominant mirrors the tonic, it fixes the attention of the tonic on the body, face of the dominant. This is a simple example, but suffice it to say that the attention of both the dominant and the tonic will be passed, or directed, by the movements of the coupled actors. In this fashion, we can see that if the system works towards mirroring, and consensus, the need for postural releases will be circumscribed, and the attention of the tonic will ordinarily be focused on the body, face of the dominant. This will prevent the tonic from observing the minutiae of the background and the occasional glitch. Now, taking this idea further, we can see that ordinarily individuals will remain coupled. The major consequence of this is that an individual's attention will be fixed on other actors. In effect, free attention is limited in the system, which means that individuals have limited ability to direct their attention or filter the background in pursuit of the unusual. As individuals form emotional coupling arrangements automatically whenever they are interacting socially with others, You must see that individuals' attention is gradually splinted by those interactions as it is conditioned to the unconscious attentions of the dominant. Over time, this means that individuals will lose the ability to direct their attention consciously and will have minimal free attention. What this means is that they will be gradually less and less aware of what is going on in the background of their attention. As this reaches some maximum, it permits greater and greater latitude in what may occur in the background without the attention of the actor, which means that there is more room for discordance between two expectation fields, and more flexibility to the consensus reality. In this way, 
the less free attention in the system, the greater the number of individuals the system can accommodate, and the more flexible the consensus reality. Now, attention manifests distinctly depending upon the kind of language or meaning expressed by an individual. Vocal or visual language carries attention according to the emotional emphasis used by a particular actor. Just as coupling conditions the free attention of the tonic and the dominant, so too does it condition the emphasis of the communicating actor. The restriction of the expressed meaning of an actor follows the formation of a consensus reality. By implication of the attention of an actor being tailored according to the expectations of coupled individuals it becomes possible to see which individuals share to a greater degree a consensus reality and which share it to a lesser degree. As I explained in an earlier podcast, there is nothing more to observing a glitch than seeing something out of time or place. So it is easy to see that if our attention is directed according to a preset plan, it might be possible to live one's whole life without ever observing a glitch in the matrix. Part of observing glitches, and part of freeing one's attention, involves the elimination of the context. It is only in eliminating the conventional that one can observe the unusual. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.